everyone, this is Ashley, and we're coming at you live from Boston for a nice little re-record. <laughs> you know, we're overdue for this. It's been a minute. Um, of course, there always has to be technical difficulties, but here we go. You know what would fix this in 2024? What? Having a producer. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice. Let's manifest that. Perfect. That's on the goals list. That's for a later episode. Yeah. <laughs> we have a bunch of um, goal-setting episodes coming up for you guys in the next few weeks, so... That's one of ours. <laughs> Let's give a recap. This will serve as our Boston recommendation of the week. As you know, we've been doing all of the festive things now that it's between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year. And this past weekend, we literally had the best weekend by going to the Boston Ballet. So we went to see the Nutcracker. It was so holiday themed. It was amazing. It was. We did a little date night with the men. We did a dinner at a Bonds. I highly recommend. It was an easy five-minute walk. Everyone everyone that was at dinner at Avon's was also just dressed up for an early res. I was convinced they were also all going to the ballet. Yeah, we were eavesdropping. They're like, the show starts at seven, right? And I was like, this feels Another like a, one. Yeah, this feels like a simulation. Yes. Like, we're all dressed in, like, gowns and definitely recommend if you go to to dress up like your best self, make it a whole evening. Um, and we walked over, we saw the show. It was magical as Ashley had already mentioned, but then we also got a backstage tour post show. So we got to learn about the history of the opera house and we got to literally stand on the stage and look up at the ceiling and get to see what the ballerinas get to look at, which is literally gorgeous it feels like a greek mythology inspired opera house which is cool which i didn't realize till i got onto the stage the floors were springy Mm -hmm. so like fun fact they have to do that to prevent any injury because the ballerinas are jumping so much and it really was just a peek behind the curtain of our new favorite boston activity yes it was so much fun highly recommend um if you Still want to go. There may be limited tickets, but you can use code YCDB40 to see what discounted tickets are left. Yeah. So check those out. It's only running through the end of December. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to try to go one more time if I can get three tickets together for my mom's birthday. So maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I won't. But tag us if you go. And I promise you will not regret it. Love it. Should we jump into the episode? Yeah, let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so today's episode topic really sparked from an Instagram post that I saw, which why is that everything always? like? I'm always like, oh yeah, this thing I saw on TikTok, this thing I saw on Instagram. Anyhow, the post was, if you resonate with any of these signs, you're probably an extrovert introvert. And I could not agree more I felt seen in this moment and I sent it to Ashley and she was like you know what I don't resonate with that and I think I'm the complete opposite so it was a very you can do both moment and today we're gonna bring awareness to like the different types of extrovert introvert mix of the two and how we identified kind of what we are because that's really important in navigating how to make sure you're bringing your best self to all of the social situations and ensure that you have a fully charged social battery or when you don't, you know how to act like you do. Yeah, because this month is going to be jam-packed full. We already told you in last episode, like we're being chaotic, we're being social butterflies, we have a packed schedule, all of the things, but that's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable. 
And you won't be showing up as your best self if you don't know how to play into your strengths mm-hmm. of your personality type. Exactly. Before we dive into our tips and tricks, you guys should know what we are. So, Court, what do you I what do you classify yourself as? So I am now an extroverted introvert. Growing up, I was definitely an introvert. I was camera shy. I was, you know, I had stage fright at any sort of dance recital. My parents would like force me to go into uncomfortable situations, which I think I've talked about in the confidence episode, but they would make me try out for these like school teams that I just had never played the sport of before and like this was literally like in high school too they'd be like oh you have to play a sport I'm envisioning like little elementary court (laughs) well that too (laughs) but that if it weren't for those situations I would not be the extroverted introvert that I am today and so in me being an extroverted introvert I'm someone that people think of as an extrovert, like they would have no idea that I prefer, you know, my alone time. And I think when people in like past living situations and friendships, it comes as a surprise because I come off so social. For example, I, when all of my roommates would be hanging out and, you know, doing roomy things, like I would have to lock myself in a room in order for me to recharge so I could be social and then eventually join them. Whereas some people are just not necessarily built that way. And I really need to prioritize and be socially selective with where I put my energy because I like to do all of the things, but I can't do all of them without having that alone and solo time and recharging in that way. Yeah, I feel like you're really good at protecting your peace and carving out time And just knowing yourself, knowing that you can't go to this social situation because you're not going to be your best self after that. You're going to be exhausted and need to recharge. So I think you're really good about scheduling your you time. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) I think you said something interesting that you kind of were put out of your comfort zone. Yes. And I feel like that's a huge piece. If you are an introvert, you're not going to grow by staying and thriving in your introverted tendencies do that to recharge and get yourself there yeah and yes it may seem scary but it's so important to put yourself in new and uncomfortable situations I think the only reason I'm an extrovert today is because I also talked about this in the confidence episode I was a member of DECA in high school yeah. and it forced me to be a part of these business comp- business competitions where I had to exemplify and pretend to be like a business owner or a marketing strategist. And it made me literally learn how to pretend to be something I'm not Yeah, and bring that best self of whatever it was to a situation and get me comfortable with public speaking and all of the things. And since then, I mean, I've always been a social person, but I'm definitely way more extroverted than I ever probably could have been if I didn't because I put myself in uncomfortable situations in like an academic field that then translated into every other aspect of my life. I love it. Yeah. What personality type are you? So my entire life I was 110% an extrovert. I think I literally came out of the womb like screaming I want to see more people. Like Uh I I've always thrived in social situations Um, I think it just comes from this confidence that my parents instilled in me from literal birth. So I always enjoyed people. I think I'm also 
an empath. Like I really yeah. feel people's emotions and like no matter who I'm with, like I they give me energy mm-hmm. and it can be all sorts of people. So up until I think 90% of the world can say this, but up until, you know, 2020, I would classify myself as a 100% extrovert. And from 2020 on, I started realizing I need to learn how to be alone because I was always out and about and booking my schedule full. I didn't have a lot of alone time, so I didn't really know how to enjoy it. So that's something I still work on today, but I've definitely found more reasons to stay in probably because it's my boyfriend. I love my apartment and I found comfort in recharging after a really busy week or a really social day. So today I would classify myself more as an introverted extrovert. Isn't it so fun that people can think that they know you, but then they don't actually know you to your core? Yes, it is. We're revealing ourselves to the world right now, but other than that, people would never know. And I think that's so um, Gemini of us. (laughs) It is, yeah. Um, I love it. And regardless of, you know, where you how you identify, I think the important takeaway here is that we have elements of both types and it's not just an either or situation. You can definitely fall closer to one or closer to the other or have an outward kind of exemplification of one and inward of another. The main distinction between the two is where the like combos of the two get their energy from. So an extroverted introvert naturally gets their energy from like their alone time they can thrive in social situations but they're only going to thrive if they protect their peace whereas an introverted extrovert you can say it because that is not me (laughs) yeah so whereas an introverted extrovert I as an extrovert you get your energy from other people yeah but I would say the introverted piece of that is you just get burnt out a little easier so your energy levels are depleted after maybe a super social week um And you just need some time to recharge. Yeah. Whereas when I was 100% extroverted, I don't think I really needed any time to recharge. And my recharge was more social interaction. Yeah. So we're going to get into the actual meat of the episode. The meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes. Potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is step one. We're going to be bringing awareness to kind of the personality types that you may be. So... You can't know how to navigate certain social situations and know how to recharge if you don't know what you are, where you fall. So I think the first step is identifying what in your life gives you the energy, whereas what is draining you and specifically what types of social situations like is it your intimate gatherings with your inner circle that really gets you excited for being around people? Is it going out to a bar? Like, what is it? And be sure that you're not overloading your life with things that maybe don't excite you as much. And be sure to lean into the and say yes to those things that you do get like intrinsically excited about. Yeah, I think you nailed that point. So I'm not even going to add to it. But our second point kind of flows nicely with that is you need to be aware of which situations to say no to. It is so hard to say no. It is a skill that every single one of us can get better at. But knowing how and when 
to say no to a certain event, outing, seeing a friend, catching up for lunch or coffee is going to save you and your social battery and allow you and enable you to show up as your best self. Exactly. So after doing step one, figuring out which which social settings fuel you Mm -hmm. and which ones drain you, maybe then you can apply those to do I really want to go to this? If you're on the edge, maybe don't go. If you have a really busy week and you get invited to one more dinner, maybe ask yourself, am I I a hell yes for this? Or am I eh, on the edge? If you know you have a bunch of other social events, that's your opportunity to say no. Yeah. And I think that flows nicely into the next point, which is being really strategic about managing your time and your calendars And of course, there's going to be some weeks where it's just simply out of your control. Like Ash and I were chatting about this earlier, but I have at least one week a quarter where I am so overbooked and it's it's a work event that I'm required to go to. It's a Soho committee meeting that happens once a once a quarter. It's a podcast recording that naturally has to get done every single week anyways but on top of everything else that's happening like I just don't have the energy to bring to every little thing and so try to do your best to identify and get ahead of your schedule when you possibly can and use that as an excuse to say no it's like hey, we just mentioned that it's not the easiest thing and you need to have confidence and practice that muscle because sometimes it can feel uncomfortable and you don't want people to get over, like feel personally offended if you're not showing up to something. But at the end of the day, if you can't bring your best self to it, then it's not necessarily worth it. And people will understand, obviously, that you have a lot going on in your life. And that's that. Yeah, you can't please everybody. That's like another note on here. Um, it's impossible. You're going to let people down when, you know, letting them down in the sense of you're going to say no to them. Yeah. But like you have a busy schedule, like people understand. Yeah. You're doing it for you. At the end of the day, you're the most important part. Exactly. Exactly. The next point for awareness is you need to be aware of where your social battery is. Last week I had the most iconic social week. I was my most extroverted self. I was having the best time. I had a packed schedule. I was meeting new people. I was killing all my conversations. I felt on top of the world. (laughs) I need to channel that all the time. But my social battery was on 100% because I was sick over Thanksgiving and that whole week before. So I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of couch time and I did a lot of just me and Joe time. So I think because my battery was at 100% and I was energized, I was able to show up as my best self. So you need to check in with yourself. Awareness for this point, check in with yourself. Where are you at? Are you starting to get a little run down? If you need to take a break when you realize you're at 50%, you can't wait until you're completely drained because then it's going to be a longer recovery. You're going to need a supercharge. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. We're really just doing a great job of flowing the points into one another. Isn't that what we do best? I guess so, huh? I guess we we do well complimenting each other like that. We do. But in reference to, you know, the social battery and understanding what percentage it's at, something I've noticed is when I am not feeling excited about an event that I have to go to or something that I have to do, 90% of the time, it has nothing to do with me not wanting to go see those people or go to that particular event it's because of all of the other chaos and where my mental energy is being exerted at that point in time so I personally became aware in thinking about this episode some different reasons for not being excited one of the biggest ones for me is the anxiety of like losing touch with my routine so for example we had such a fun weekend last weekend you didn't do anything on a Friday night you had a nice, a more balanced weekend than I did. Mm-hmm. I had a night where I was out till 2 a.m. Friday night and Saturday night. And the following days, so Saturday and Sunday day, I was a shell of a human. I wasn't very productive. And in those situations, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said yes to this. Or, oh, I shouldn't have overdone it like that. Yeah. So the anxiety of having certain events play a negative impact in what I had going on for the remainder of the week that's one kind of area of oh maybe I'm not as excited as I should be about this another one is maybe you just haven't connected with these people you're going to see people you haven't seen in a while I need I'm gonna have a lot of small talk Mm -hmm. I'm going to need a lot more energy to to thrive in this environment than I would if I were just going out to dinner with my close friends. Yeah. And then a last piece is just holistically being drained from other aspects of your life. And I think the reason I'm sharing these is because if you feel these ways, like it is very valid and you should become aware of these to then either use it as like standing ground to say no to things or just be sure that you're doing things to combat and thrive in these situations which we're going to get into I also think well I have a couple points here okay one that felt like a really deep journal session that you did there I did that at 11 30 at night (laughs) that's when Court does her best work um that feels like you did a lot of introspection I did introspective work there yeah um my second point is I think it's nice to identify okay why don't I want to go to this event And it's not the event itself. And I think it's nice to separate those two because then it changes your mindset. Exactly. Okay, I'm just nervous about tomorrow. I'm just nervous it's going to mess up my day tomorrow. I want to have a productive day. So you know what? I am only going to have two drinks tonight and I'm going to leave by 9 p.m. Yeah. And then I think that'll allow you to enjoy your night more. Exactly. Whereas if you just went into it like, "Oh, oh my God, I wish I just didn't have this. That's, you're showing up as a totally different version. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like we are the ones that have the power to decide how we're going to show up. Yeah. So like you said, like reframing it and removing your negative feelings about the event away from the event itself can help you bring your best, best version to it. Totally. 
So naturally, as we do in most episodes, we have some action items to help you thrive during this chaotic season, especially when you're an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert or an ambivert, which means... Oh yeah, we didn't really talk (laughs) about this. So as we're like looking up these definitions, if you are anything, any of the two, any sort of combo, you pick. You're technically an ambivert. And I think that's most people, you know. And I think I hope that we're saying that right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why it doesn't seem like a real word. Should we ask Google really quick? Feels like amphibian or something. Okay, ready? Google. I think they called it like ambiversion or something. Yeah. Ambivert. Ambivert. Why is he not saying A though? Ambivert? Ambivert. I think he just has an accent. (laughs) Excuse me, Google. Can you have just an American accent, please? Ambivert. Ambivert. Three, two, one. Embivert. Embivert. We're saying it right. Okay. Look it up. <laughs> it sounds exactly how we're saying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sounding it out. <laughs> Anyways, so that is basically anybody who does both. First one being, refine your inner circle. So look at who is closest to you. Put some work in to refine them because these are the people that you're going to be able to lean on to help you recharge. These are the people that you can FaceTime when you're getting ready mm-hmm. for an event that you don't want to go to. And they're going to give you energy. So important. I think with your inner circle, too, like Ashley and I were going to an event with a lot of people and we were drained for other reasons. We got together and we got ready for the event together and simply just us like riffraffing, doing makeup, like listening to good music, but being with your inner circle helped us get ready for that more social event that we maybe had a little anxiety about or just less less energy before we got together. We literally looked at each other before and we're like, why yeah. did that just re-energize me? Yeah. Something so simple as just getting ready with your best friend. Yeah. It's Easy. the best. Easy, it the best. It reminded us of college and we were going to see a bunch of college friends so it got us just in the mood and all yeah. in the in the right mindset and it was perfect next action item is intentionally schedule time to recharge this may sound obvious but especially in those busy overbooked weeks you likely will not be thinking about the time to recharge So even though it may be really hard to carve out that time, like 10 minutes in the morning to read to yourself, 10 minutes before bed to journal and check in with yourself, force yourself to go to the gym. I always feel like in stressful times in my life, I push off all of the things that I need so badly because I feel like I don't have enough time, but it's a simple act of getting yourself there that once you do, you're going to feel so much better and recharge for all the other aspects of your life. Yeah. Wow. You were like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here in my head. I'm like, Sunday, I will not speak to a soul. Like Sunday is my me day. Yeah. I was thinking larger. Um, yeah, well, it, dep- it depends on your week. If you have the time, of course, dedicate a singular day. Yeah. But even when you have a busy schedule, there will always be time if you put intention behind it. Yeah. I've been trying to intentionally put aside time to read at night mm-hmm. just because it takes me out of my life. Yeah. Yep. And I've been reading like every single night before bed, and I feel so good. Guys, you have to get a Kindle. It's the best. It is the best thing in the entire world. Like, 
Oh, I think obsessed. I'm getting one for Christmas. Yeah, you should. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next point. Create a self-care routine. So routines, we talk about them all the time. You guys love to hear about our routines. We should probably do a refreshed one for the new year. Routines are so important. They're what's going to keep you on track. And when life feels crazy and you don't know where to turn, you have something reliable Mm -hmm. to look at and to follow Mm -hmm. that you, it brings your body peace and calm and relaxation. So look at your morning routine. Look at your night routine. Look at your week routine. Like when do you do your sheets? When do you do your laundry? When do you have time to just figure out your schedule for the week? Look at all of your routines and refine them Mm -hmm. to something that you feel really good about. I love it. Next one you slightly touched on, but don't be the last to leave. Like there are ways that you can have fun, but don't overdo it. I've been getting into the habit, so mature of me, of mixing in waters when I'm out. When people are, I think when you're in social situations too and people are like, oh, do you need another drink? Or I'm going to the bar, do you want me to get you something? It's so easy for you to be like, yeah. Like, why is that our culture to to rush to the next one? And I remember <laughs> there's been times recently where I have like two full, full-blown drinks in my hand. It's like, why? I literally could have just had one. But there's ways to protect your energy while you are out and that being set a curfew for yourself. Like I need to go home at this time in order for me to bring myself, bring my best self to the next event tomorrow or not be hung over the next day by mixing in waters or having one to two less drinks than everybody else. Like at the end of the day, I think people in our culture and society, we just like do things because everyone else is doing them. But if that doesn't work for you, don't, don't do that. You know, no one's being having a close eye on you and saying, you know, oh, she left early. Like, what a loser. Like, she's not drinking when everyone else is. It's like, no, you're doing you and no one else is paying attention to that. Yeah. And as long as, like, you're having fun and you're contributing to the group, like, you no. don't need to have a, another drink. Yeah. You know, I, if you're, like, you know, complaining that you want to go home the whole time, well, uh, take yourself home. Yeah. But... Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. That's my favorite thing. Don't be the last person to leave in like a big group setting. At all of the work events, my first ever Christmas party I went to, I was one of like the last three people here. And I promised myself from that time forward, I will never be the last person to leave. Why? Were you just it's drunk? Just, shit or? gets creepy. No, it does. It's it like, shit does get creepy. Yeah. It's like, we don't need to be here. It's like three young people, one old guy, and we're just looking at each other. And it's like. We don't really have that much in common. I'm going to go home. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go home. So I left all Christmas parties early at a responsible time. I was fun. I did my work. I did what I needed to do. Talked to the people I needed to talk to. And then I got out of there. Yep. It's as simple as that. Not once. Love it. It really is as simple as that sometimes. Yes. Okay. Another quick tip. You have to learn to beat the FOMO. If you are a sufferer of FOMO. Yeah. You're not going to enjoy saying no to things. No. And then you're going to be absolutely drained. It's something that I still have FOMO sometimes. Honestly, very rarely. (laughs) I actually very rarely have FOMO. But it's hard. (laughs) It's hard to not want to be with your friends all the time. But we're here to remind you there's going to be another opportunity. Yeah. 
they probably won't, this night isn't going to be very significant. There's going to be so many going forward and it's okay to stay in. Me over here, I'm like, if I say no to something, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm home right now watching a movie on the couch. I'm so happy. Yeah. You just have to reframe it. I think this whole episode is just about reframing to do what's best for you. Okay, so that concludes our quick tips. So we're just to recap here. Um, everybody's a little bit of everything. So mm-hmm. you might you have some introverted tendencies, you have some extroverted tendencies. Might be three to two, it might be four to one. Who knows? We're all somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. We're all ambiverts. 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 <laughs> so we kind of reviewed what you need to bring your awareness to mm-hmm. and then some action items, some to-dos that you can actually implement today into your week and into your weekend. We hope that these are going to allow you to thrive throughout this busy month of December. I think it's really draining. I think a lot of people get to go home to family and it's not always, my family's small, but people have huge families. They got to see people that they don't necessarily love to socialize with. It's not all fun social situations. So I think being intentional about your time, taking away these action items, We're here to get you through it and you're going to thrive if you follow our little outline. Yeah. It's all about reframing. And now I, I honestly can't wait for everything that I have going on this month. Yes. Just literally do what you have to do to bring your best self to the situation. Otherwise it's not going to be fun for yourself or for other people around you. So we hope you took something away from today's episode I cannot wait to have a balanced weekend this weekend because I was way too extroverted last weekend. But regardless of where you fall, I hope you took something away and are excited for your weeks to come. Yeah. If you enjoyed the episode, send it to a friend. Send it to someone in your inner circle. Rate us five stars. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.